What's up, everyone? This is Ryan Wolt. Welcome to the Cheers North County podcast presented by the Coast News Group. For today's show, I virtually met up with Carlsbad City Councilperson and candidate for 2022 California State Senate, Priya Bhatt Patel. She's running for the seat opening up in District 36, which stretches along the coast from just north of Solana Beach up to Laguna Niguel. I wanted to talk to Priya about why she was launching her campaign so early during this election season, how she got started in politics, and how her current role in the city council is preparing her for the Senate. And finally, why it's important to have voices in politics from a wide range of backgrounds. While you're checking out her website, PriyaForSenate.com, here's a reminder that the Coast News has been your leading local voice, bringing North County San Diego the news of the neighborhood for over 34 years. Independent news outlets are more important than ever. You can show your support by becoming a monthly donor to the Coast News Podcasts. Just click the support button on our podcast homepage at thecoastnews.com. And now, it's time for the show. Let's get started. I'd say welcome, um, council person. Is it council person, councilwoman? Is it Priya? What do I call you? And honestly, anything works, but I usually go by Priya. So uh, whatever people feel comfortable with. Well, I appreciate that casualness. Um, I I really do appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule to spend a few minutes chatting. I have this theory that with politicians that we make decisions about voting on policy and, you know, what values that we find important. But we also kind of innately want to be able to sit and spend five minutes with someone and not want to run away and, and have a drink with them is kind of how I look at it. Um, totally. <laughs> so I don't know if you've got an iced tea or a beer or something over there. But I if do. you do, I'd I love have, to know. I have a smoothie from Choice Juicery, which is a local uh, juicery in the village and also off Palm Way. And then I'm also using the reusable straws by Zero Waste Kit from Encinitas. Oh, so very cool. that's what I'm having uh, today. Well, I, I went a little stronger, but still tried to keep it in the juice range. <laughs> I've got a peach a peach blossom margarita. Nice. And I felt like awesome. it's it's so hot out. I just I had to do it. But you are a council person in Carlsbad Village now. You are the first person to officially, I think, announce your candidacy for Senate District 36, um, which is like Encinitas up to north of Laguna uh, area. Mm-hmm. And which that election isn't until 2022. And so I thought it was really interesting that you've announced it before this election. And I was wondering what motivated that. And and before that, but how did you get to this point? You know, what got you started in politics? Like, what's your background? You know, what would someone who's just like picking up the newspaper want to know about you? Sure. Yeah, definitely. So um, as you mentioned, I'm obviously council member here in the city of Carlsbad where I grew up. I am a daughter of Indian immigrants, so um, which is exciting because I'm the first Indian American here to be elected in the, the city council in the county of San Diego. And then one of the other cool things is the youngest person ever to be elected to council in the city of Carlsbad. So um, alongside council, just briefly, and then I'll kind of go into the history of how I got into wanting to do politics. But along with council, I work for a nonprofit as a policy analyst and manager for the California Family Justice Center Network. And so what family justice centers do is they help provide wraparound services to victims and survivors of domestic violence, sexual assault, human trafficking, elder and child abuse. So I work in that space as well. And basically, really how I got into politics and why, I mean, I honestly, the beginnings of it were 
will not necessarily necessitate me wanting to go into politics. It was more about how could I actually shape health policy, right? So I was um, a student at UCSD doing my bachelor's there. And while I was there, I was learning about the United States healthcare system. I was actually pre-med at the time, but learned about the United States healthcare system and what a mess it was in and realized that I wanted to go that route of pursuing public health. So I have my master's and doctorate in public health. And while I was in that space, uh, you know, working in different settings, I actually was in the corporate space about a few years ago and felt like I needed to do more to give back within my community. And so I actually quit my job and ended up starting my own consulting uh, business so that I could get involved in more grassroots advocacy. So I started doing work with like Women's March San Diego, um, some other lo- local organizations to really understand what organizing looked like, because I felt like I really needed to do more to protect our future generations. And so what I ended up doing was uh, learning okay, well, what would I, what can I do in order to be more civically engaged? And I felt in order to really utilize the background that I have, I wanted to be able to provide a different perspective in our spaces in government spaces where you don't necessarily see diverse voices represented. And so not only the public health perspective, but also my lived experiences as a woman of color was something that I really wanted to do. And so I realized that our district was going to be up for election and decided to throw my hat in the race. So that was kind of in a very short nutshell. (laughs) That's how I decided to run. And um, that's who I am. So So that brings me to something that I was thinking about that I think a lot of people have been thinking about, frankly, which is why it's important to have different voices, different backgrounds, different cultures in positions of power in politics. And truthfully, also to some to some extent, ignorance on my part, why it's even a question that it's important, I think, is something that I've had that conversation because it seems so obvious to some, but not maybe not so much the other or maybe just not aware that it's a problem. And I'm so I'm wondering your opinion on that. Like, Why is it important to have those different voices and how do we encourage people of color or um, uh, different gendered to mm-hmm. pursue these types of opportunities or to get interested in them young enough the way you did uh, to get into that position? Yeah, definitely. I think it's essential for diverse voices to be incorporated into whether it's politics or other industries. It's so necessary to diversify almost everything. The reason being the only way that we're going to find a way forward and actually create a future that's inclusive for everyone is by having those diverse representatives at the table. And I can say without a doubt that when we didn't have those voices at the table, I mean, we have one of the most diverse Congresses that we've ever had in, you know, in the history of Congress. And so now you have folks from, you know, indigenous groups, from, um, you know, Indian American background, from a Muslim background, that can provide a different lens in terms of how not only again, like I mentioned, my own lived experiences, but just what their community's needs are. And I can definitely say without a doubt, like Asian Americans get left out of the conversation a lot of the time. Our voices are most of the time never heard, are not represented at the table. And so that's one of the things that Asian Americans are a very diverse group of people. We can be Southeast Asian, we can be South Asian, and we're very, very different, right? So I think it's a matter of really not only just having our interests represented and actually having someone that's had that lived experience versus just having someone that can um, potentially just speak a few buzzwords and that's it. 
versus actually delivering on them and delivering on them knowing that you have the best interest of your community at heart. So I think that's the reason why you would want to have more diverse than take it in. Well, you, you just mentioned something that kind of actually in, inspired a thought in my brain, but about the regional differences of backgrounds in general. And America is a, a huge country, and so we have all these regional differences. But even on a local scale, we have mm-hmm. a, a regionally kind of – there's a unique culture in Orange County, and there's a unique culture in San Diego County. This particular upcoming Senate role that you're going to be running for encompasses both. How do you how do you manage balancing that, and how has your work with the Carlsbad Council kind of led you into a position where you can do that? Definitely. So I actually obviously grew up here in San Diego County, but have really strong ties to Orange County as well. We have family that lives up in Orange County. We have a lot of friends up in Orange County. A lot of the Indian subgroup lives up in Orange County. So we have a lot of family friends up that way um, that live there. My husband's business is up in Orange County. So again, we have quite a few different ties to Orange County in that particular sense. So um, do have, I, I would say that not only do I have identity here, but I do have identity there. In terms of, you know, why, how the council role really helps shape why I can be the best representative, one of the things that I'm sure we all see when we see legislation coming down from Sacramento is that it kind of takes a one-size-fits-all approach. And as local entities, we want to have local control, right? Like, we want to be able to have some control over what's happening. And What I can say without a doubt is that we've had some bills come down the pipeline that, yes, like some aspects of it make sense, but but other aspects don't for our community. And so it's just a matter of how do we make it so that, yes, we have bills that are coming through the legislature that are supposed to be helping us move forward, but at the same time are not taking away the autonomy of each of our different um, constituencies. Because, I mean, Carlsbad is very different from Vista. This is very different from Oceanside. You know, Oceanside is very different from, let's say, seeing other Orange County jurisdictions. So those are those are the types of things that we really need to make sure that our legislators are thinking about. And having that local governing experience is absolutely essential. I think knowing how state laws affect local constituencies and local government is really going to help me be the best legislator that um, we can have. So Sure. And just for when people are listening to this in the future... You broke up just when you were saying that San Diego is different from Vista and you're just comparing cities to cities. It wasn't something Correct. something else. Correct. And so, hey, everyone, we'll be right back with the second half of my conversation with Councilperson Bob Patel. But first, some words about Anchor Podcast Hosting. Hey, everyone, Kelly Kyle here, host of the North County Beat Podcast. We want to let you know about our upcoming Clean Campaign Forum on Tuesday, October 13th. This is a virtual event with candidates in the Encinitas City Races discussing their commitment to reducing election ugliness this season. Get more details at thecoastnews.com. And now, back to the show. And so that kind of brings me back around to this kind of this first uh, idea that I had, which is why put your name out there for Senate now and not after this election or a little bit closer, why start this process so early? Sure. So I would say that this public health and economic crisis, obviously, during the COVID-19 pandemic has exposed problems that are really typical to short-sighted and partisan politics, which is unfortunate, right? So like just watching how this is all unfolded is a reason why I felt like 
I needed to get in. And I've built my career on working with others to make sure that we're finding fact-based solutions for public health challenges, just like the COVID-19 pandemic. And I think we really need more leaders who have the right priorities and focus on solving problems like protecting the health of our residents, which is obviously an utmost priority for, I would hope, for all of our legislators and investing more in our education so our students are protected and defending our environment. So I think it's, you know, definitely the right time. And just seeing how we've been handling this and this like piecemeal approach is something that I knew that I can definitely add to and make sure that we're really looking at it from a more comprehensive perspective and um, that we're actually starting to rebuild our economy and ensure that we don't have uh, something like this happen again. What would be your vision in the future for kind of this region based on where we're at now? We're obviously as a state and I mean, on a bigger scale, a country and a planet, we're going through a lot of things. I think we yeah. can all we can all agree that like we all need to give each other a little slack because we're all going through something. Yeah. But what would be your your hope for if you were to take on this role for the Senate for a term or two terms or you know, as long as you can, or even bigger than that, where, what is your hope for the way our country and our state is going? Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, uh, California being one of the leading economies is exciting and hoping that we can continue to be after this um, huge crisis that we've been in. Definitely, you know, North County is a hub for economic innovation and just innovation in general. And so I would think that being able to tag team with Orange County and obviously with the state, trying to figure out how we can encourage more folks to want to actually bring their businesses here would be number one, especially one of the highest priorities on my on my list for sure. I know that we've been trying to work on that with with Carlsbad and definitely expanding it to North County and then Orange County would be something that I I definitely want to look towards. The other piece is being really, I mean, I've been speaking out on race equity a lot, being a leader on, on that front. I mean, I know we just passed state legislation where we're going to start teaching ethnic studies in high schools, but that's absolutely not enough. We need to be doing a lot more than that. We need to be teaching more about race equity at um, a younger age group. So, you know, elementary school, middle school, so that we actually are breaking down those biases before they start becoming built into our systems. Because we, you know, all of us have biases and we all have to work through breaking them down. So I think really for me, it would be around how do we incorporate that into the curricula, which I've been working on with our schools right now, currently as well here locally in Carlsbad. Behavioral health is huge for me as well. I know we're going through a huge crisis right now, which has exacerbated a a lot of the behavioral health issues. So trying to figure out how do we provide more wraparound services to folks in in that realm and providing in the public health piece, because that also ties into race equity and public safety. You know, just thinking about how we can have more social workers that go on on board with um, our police officers when they're out on a call that may incorporate some mental health and mental well-being. So I think like really just wanting to be not only a leader um, when it comes to the economy, yes, like, you know, of course, we're, the lead, we're, we're a leader in that, but from the education, uh, from an education perspective, being a leader in and model in how we start to do more of the community-led public safety and then having... Obviously, it would be amazing to be leaders in the environmental and sustainability piece as well. One of the bills that, two of the bills that were supposed to move forward this year died, which were um, kind of around how do we start to reduce single-use plastics. So going back to 
the drawing board and trying to figure out how we can actually reincorporate that back into the conversation. And obviously I have a few more priorities, but those will be the top items. So yeah. <laughs> I was going to finish this by asking if there was anything we missed, but you covered a lot there, but I, I was still well, is there anything, uh, any sort of message or anything you wanted to say just in general about your campaign or about things happening uh, in Carlsbad um, before we go? Yeah, I mean, I think for the campaign itself, you know, um, I, I think it's absolutely essential that voters get someone who has the right priorities in mind. And I know that I am someone who's basically a neighbor wanting to represent a neighbor. I got into this wanting to really just be a voice for the unheard, wanting to be a voice for our community. And I think that that's basically what's going to be replicated when I'm in the Senate. And uh, we would be making history with this seat as well. I would be the first Indian American state senator to have ever been elected in the history of California, which is crazy to think with the amount of Asian Americans we have in our state. But I, it, we, need, we need to break that glass ceiling. And I'd love to be able to count on folks' support to be able to make that happen. So I think that that covers all of it. Well, I think people have some time to get to know you if they don't already. So totally. um, I'm sure that you'll be out there uh, spreading the word. And it's PriyaForSenate.com, correct? If people yep, want to learn more about Awesome. Yep. Well, cheers to you. Good luck on the campaign. Um, and I really appreciate, again, that you, you came on some time with me. Of course. Thank you. Thanks for reaching out. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. huge thank you to Councilperson Priya Bhatt Patel for coming on today. You can learn more about her work, her campaign platform, and about her past experiences that have gotten her ready for this big step on PriyaForSenate.com. You can also find links to her campaign in the show notes. For this upcoming 2020 election, which is only a few weeks away, if you're a San Diego County voter, you still have time to sign up for the Where's My Ballot app at sdvote.com. They'll track when the ballot is mailed to you for the upcoming November election. They should already be in your mailbox. And with the app, you'll receive a notice when the registrar receives your ballot back and when it's officially counted. So sign up today at sdvote.com. That's all for this episode of the Cheers podcast. This show and all of the Coast News podcasts can be found anywhere you listen to great shows, including on the new show directory right on thecoastnews.com. Or listen, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to great shows, including Apple, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and now Amazon Music. This episode of the Cheers North County podcast was produced and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. Jordan Ingram is my editor-in-chief. The Coast News associate publisher is Chris Kidd. And our publisher is Jim Kidd. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be well, stay healthy and sane, and keep living the dream. Cheers, everyone. Cheers.